Hello everyone, I'm Denise Boggs, and I want to welcome you as we journey together through Healing the Heart. Hello everyone and welcome. This is going to be a continuation on healing from rejection. And do you know you have to have some healing from rejection to even fully accept the truth of who God says you are? You know, when I was a child, I thought like a child. So when we're children and mom calls you by, you know, a funny name or dad calls you by a, a funny name in my life, my dad called me Cricket. Well, Cricket was one of those annoying little creatures that would come into the house and make all kinds of noise and you're trying real hard to stomp on it and get it out or get it to hush. So if my dad also says, settle down, little girl, okay, I'm still being told I'm a cricket. I'm making way too much noise and he wants me out of the house. So that literally became my definition for who I was. I'm loud and I'm annoying. And you know that you believe things because mom said it or dad said it. And you don't even know until 20, 30 years later, you're still thinking like you thought back in the day. When you were looking for mom or dad to affirm you and tell you what's right about you, but instead, they may say something just off the cuff, and it sticks. It sticks. And so it stuck with me that I was just a cricket making way too much noise. I could even be in my time of teaching and think, oh, I'm making too much noise. I'm too loud. So I had to completely come out of agreement with that form of rejection that I was experiencing because he wasn't calling me by my name. My dad was not accepting who I was. And so it was a form of rejection, okay? So I want you to hear me on that. It's a form of rejection when you have been called names other than who God says you are. Now my dad didn't know the Lord. He didn't know. And so I could forgive him and, and even pray the prayer Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He did not know what he was doing. And because he didn't know his own identity, how could he even see clearly who I was? Now, there's a redemption to the story uh, before my dad passed away. He saw who I was and he called me by name. And that was like a gift from God because I had, you know, I had to deal with the pain of it and forgive my dad. And even though it was many years before my dad would know who I was, I knew who God said I was. I knew who he said I was. So that's how I came to know my full identity. So now let's go back to the, the topic of rejection. You know, in, in the, the last podcast, you might want to get it, and it, I, I ended it and was talking about that in John 8.32, it says, You should know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Okay? The truth. The truth found in the Word of God, and God uses His Word to speak to us our identity of who we are. 
of who we are. He uses His Word. And then He brings confirmation. It's not the other way around. You don't go with what somebody says about who you are. You let God speak to your heart through His Word, and then He'll bring confirmation. And so, you know, the truth, and the truth sets you free from all of the lies. But you've got to know the truth. And then, as you're releasing lies... As you're releasing them. I had to release cricket, okay? I had to release that lie. I had to even release <clears throat> I had to even release the lie that I'm too loud. I released the lie that I'm in the way, obnoxious, and the lie somebody's gonna step on me. I mean, and it's interesting because if someone even gave a kind of a negative look towards me. I would take it as rejection, and it's because of those lies I believed in childhood. So in order to live free of rejection, you have to deal with the pain from where it originated. Know the truth, and the truth sets you free. Now, I knew the truth of what God said about me, but I even had to know the truth about my dad. I had to know the truth that he did not know what he was doing. He did not intentionally try to put this word curse on me. He wasn't intentional about it. He just did not know. So that's a truth I also needed to know and to understand. Okay? Now, I want to take us now to a verse, and um, it's in Jeremiah. And in Jeremiah, I love this. It says here, it says... um, Jeremiah 1, it says, even before you were in your mother's womb, God says to Jeremiah, I called you forth to be a prophet to the nations. So God defines and identifies, and He is the one that defines who you are. He is the one that knew you even before your mom and dad sipped a milkshake out of the same straw. I mean, God knew who you were, and He had a plan and purpose to send you to planet Earth. Now, if you base your worth and value and who you are on what mom and dad said, you may never know what God said about you even before you came into your mother's womb. You've got to know who God says you are. Now, I love this verse. This is amazing to me. This is Isaiah 43. Listen to this one. And it says, I love this. It says, Isaiah 43, 1, And he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear. I have redeemed you from captivity. Do you know the lies we believe hold us in captivity? They hold us in bondage. They even hold us like in Egypt that you, can, you feel like you can never be anything other than whatever mom or dad said, okay? So, but they didn't know. They didn't know. If they, don't, if they did not know who they were, they didn't know how to identify who you are. And so you have to realize that truth, but then what's God say? This is what God says. Listen to this. I have called you by name, and you are mine. I remember the day I first read that verse. I called you by name. All of a sudden, I knew God knew me. 
He knew me by name. He knew specifically who I was. And then, listen to this. I love this. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. I remember stopping at that moment and saying, okay, what's he talking about? Passing through the waters. Passing through the waters. Well, I'm going to teach on that in the next podcast, that the river of God, the waters that come from God's throne, the river of God, the water, the living water of who he is, his love for you, you've got to enter into so that you know who you are. Because it says here, when you pass through those waters, it won't overwhelm you. It'll calm you, comfort you, settle it inside your soul. You know, in Psalms 107, David said, only God can satisfy these deep longings of our soul. So we've all been longing to know who we are. Who does God say we are? What's our purpose? And if you're looking to earthly vessels, to the right, to the left, in front of you, your boss, your pastor, even your spouse, you can get real confused. Because guess what? They may have a bad day. They may say, hey, you're doing a great job one day, and the next day they're in a bad mood. They're having a bad day. And so they're not able to affirm you. And so if you don't know who God says you are, you can't weather the storms of daily life because it'll feel like they're rejecting you when really they're just having a bad day, okay? You have to settle this whole topic of rejection all the way back with mom and dad, all the way back, go back there. Deal with the lies you believed so that you can believe the truth of who God says you are. Then you will not be putting so much weight and emphasis and even requirement on those personal relationships that are all around you. You won't be needing them to affirm you every day. You spend time with God every day, and He will affirm through His Word who you are. And what's so amazing, too, is once you know who you are, that Scripture becomes alive according to who you are. It's like the Scriptures are quickened to you according to who you are in Scripture. Are you a Jeremiah? Are you an Esther? Are you a, a Paul? Do you know that these are spiritual brothers and sisters? We're all children of God. And because their lives are recorded, then we can identify and with it's like, oh, I relate to Paul. Wow. Oh, I relate to Jeremiah. Wow. You begin to see through their life and also their, their assignment and accomplishment of that assignment. And you then know who you are. Jeremiah says that God knew you even before you were in your mother's womb and he had an assignment, a purpose. And he said to Jeremiah, he said, now I'm going to set you apart. You know what that means? Sanctify you, set you apart. And a lot of people don't even want to go into the set apart time. They want to be like everybody else so they can feel accepted. 
you're not going to even be able to know who God says you are till you go through the sanctification of being set apart so that God can heal you and remove all those lies and impart the truth of who you are. And it is a set-apart time. It's a time. And um, so the last thing I want to point out, the last scripture is this, and I'm going to find it right here. And it says, um, listen, this is what, uh, Psalms, this is in Psalms. In Psalms 27, let's see what David says here. So David says it again. You know, David, he needed to know who he was. He went from being a shepherd boy to being a king of Israel. He had to deal with a lot of rejection himself. And until you, you know, until you heal from rejection like David did, his father didn't even call him in the house when he was 12 years old and it was time for him to be recognized for who he was. And the prophet Samuel came to the house and Jesse had David out in the field, just tending sheep. Do you know, if David had not gone through that sanctification time, that, that time of, of dealing with all that, he could have never taken the throne as King David because he would still be thinking and feeling and acting as if, Everyone's against me, you know, and he felt like Saul was against him. I know, but it's, it was through that, that whole relationship with Saul that he finally resolved the issues of rejection. Now, let me look, let me just share this scripture with you. Listen to this. It's in Psalms 27. <laughs> and it's verse all the, in verse 10, it says, Although my father and my mother have forsaken me, some translations say abandoned me, okay? Yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his own, as his child. So that verse is not saying, it's saying it says when, when, this, this translation says, although my father and mother, the New King James says, when my father and mother. So it's not if it's going to happen, it's, it will happen in that there comes a point in time that your full acceptance of who God says you are has to be that you receive that from God. Your mother and father bring you to a certain place of loving and nurturing and hopefully carrying you through those, those childhood years and teenage years, but there comes a point in time that you have to leave father and mother so that you can receive from your heavenly father. And that's how you know who you are, is through him. When my dad left our home when I was nine, he abandoned us. And it was going to be probably um, five, about five or six years before I could even recovered from that to a point to realize that I needed to know Jesus because I felt alone, forsaken, and I needed help to receive from God. And so 
when I accepted Jesus and I asked him to come into my heart, then he saved me from my sin, but then he walked with me through my pain. He walked with me through it. Yea, though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. So he walked with me to heal and restore my soul. And he wants to walk with you through this healing process. And so if today you've realized, wow, I'm still dealing with some rejection, then I want to suggest our Healing for Rejection booklet. And it's a step-by-step process just to work through different types of rejection. If it's sibling rejection, if it's rejection from a father, a mother, um, just whatever type of rejection you felt as a child, that has to be dealt with first, even before you deal with your present situation rejections, because that's when you first embrace the lies from the enemy is as a child. When I was a child, I thought like a child. That's when you believe the lies. When I was a child, that's when you first believe the lie. And so then when present-day situations happen and you feel the feeling of rejection, then the lies immediately are triggered. The lies. And so we have about 90 seconds from the time we feel a feeling until we embrace a thought. And so it's in that 90-second time frame that we can really just embrace or release a lie. And so as you are healing from the pain of rejection, it doesn't even, it, it will be so easy that if someone rejects you at work, it, you can just take the thought captive just like that. Say, yeah, they're having a bad day. Okay. It's not even about you. It's, it's like you don't even receive it. You don't receive that old lie, there's something wrong with me. You're like, okay, they're having a bad day, okay. And it just, it, just, it just doesn't even penetrate. So I want you to have that type of freedom. You can come to a Healing the Heart retreat and we'll help you. You can take our online classes or you can just go to our website and order the booklet on healing for rejection. All right, I hope this podcast has helped. And now we're going to um, close this session, but the next one I'm going to go into is going to help you even understand more about rejection. God bless you.